0: Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: This morning we have with us Brother Jim Fish. And Brother Fish, if you come, please, uh, to be able to preach to us the Word of God. We're looking forward to uh, having him preach. He's no stranger here to this pulpit. Thank the Lord for the ministry that He gave him for many, many years in Mickleton, What a faithful servant of the Lord he was there. He continues to still be, but he's now uh, no longer the pastor there, but fills pulpit supply and does whatever God would have him to do. Um, I don't know if retirement's the right word, probably retread and uh, just in a, different, uh, in a different venue. I'm looking forward to what uh, the Lord has for us this morning. So, Pastor Fish, I thank you for being an example to us young preachers, and how you have stood faithful over these many years through not easy times. And uh, it's been an encouragement to me. And I want to thank you for, as a young man or a younger man, uh, to, a, to a senior man, I want to say, I'm being careful, because you, you have the pulpit here in just a minute. <laughs> I want to say thank you for your faithfulness you. to the Lord and to uh, God's people. God bless you, my friend. Amen. Amen.
2: All right. Let me pray, Heavenly Father. It's good to be here this morning. I've enjoyed so much all of the service. Enjoyed Sunday school hour. Appreciate the lesson that was taught in the adult class. Appreciate the faithfulness of your people here in this place. Back in 1975, when I moved here, Lord, Doctor Riddell, Senior, was a great influence upon my life and the ministry. Great friend, and I thank you, Lord, for all these years of. Open Bible Baptist Church being a good example for Kingsway Baptist Church to follow. I pray, Lord, that as we get into the word of God this morning, that you be high and lifted up. May you increase, I decrease. Lord, I'm just a sinner saved by God's grace, but I count it a great privilege to be able to impart the word of God this morning to this dear preacher and his great church. May you be honored through it all. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What are we doing? You may make me seated. Wow, this is... The, the last time I was here, I was sitting there, and I didn't know when I was supposed to come up. So I, I after, after a while, I thought, well, it's my turn to go up, and I came up here and sat, and they, they weren't through. And I sat there feeling like an idiot fish, and uh, now, boy, you folks, I, I almost wanted you to stand back up again. I like that. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, Honestly, folks, thank you so much for uh, inviting Mrs. Fish and me to come again today. Been here just a few times, but I count it a very, very, great, great privilege to be here. Uh, Pastor, uh, we love you. Been praying for you. I uh, had another message I was going to preach, but God changed my mind this week. And uh, I trust it'll be an encouragement to you and your church. I compliment you, church, on your music. Uh, Aaron, where are you, Aaron? Aaron? Uh-huh. What are you doing back there? (laughs) No, Aaron, Aaron, uh, his mom and dad uh, were faithful at Kingsway Baptist Church. I met them when they were living in, uh, I forgot the name of it now. Well, in the, in the the apartments by uh, Stony Brook. That's what I was knocking on doors in Stony Brook. And uh, I saw Aaron's dad get saved and his mom. And they came to our church. And I appreciate your singing. His mother, I called her a canary. I mean, you all knew Linda, didn't you? She could sing, I'm telling you. In our church, she sang all the time. It's just good to see uh, work going on here in this place with with folks that I knew in the past. And I appreciate uh, this ministry here very, very much. Uh, I'm praying for Mrs. Riddell in a great way because I know what her husband's like. He's like his father. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Riddell Seniors, my dear friend. I, I, was telling, I was telling your pastor this morning, I don't know if I've ever seen Dr. Riddell without first hearing his joke. I'm serious. I've been I've been here 40, 41 years, and uh, every time I see him, he's got a new joke. And even if I've heard it before, I want to I want to make him feel good. So. <laughs> but uh, honestly, it's good to be here, and I'm very I'm very humbled by being asked. Uh, uh, I hope you understand this message. <laughs> Uh, God gave it to me. Take your Bible, turn to uh, Isaiah chapter 22, please. Isaiah chapter 22. And I know that you, always, you, you stand to read the scriptures here, don't you? Stand up again, okay, please. Okay, stand up, please. We're going to read Isaiah 22, verses 1 through 5, okay? And instead of every other verse, let's just read all five verses together, okay? Let's go together now. Here we go. The burden of the valley of vision. What aileth thee now that thou art wholly gone up to the housetops? Thou that art full of stirs, a tumultuous city, a joyous city, thy slain men are not slain with the sword, nor dead in battle. All thy rulers are fled together, they are bound by the archers. All that are found in thee are bound together, which have fled from far. Therefore said I, look away from me, I will weep bitterly, labor not to comfort me, because of the spoiling of the daughter of my people. For it is a day of trouble, and of treading down, and of perplexity by the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls, and of crying to the mountains." I want to speak to you this morning uh, briefly, I hope, Uh, on the simple title I gave my message this morning, The Valley of Vision. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings already of this day. I thank you, Lord, for preaching coming up here and giving his folks a a message on giving and tithing. I thank you for that. Now, Heavenly Father, I'm just going to preach the message you've laid on my heart. I pray the Holy Spirit guide me in all I say. May you increase, may I decrease, but may these folks grow in Christ. and May this preacher be encouraged today. And I thank you what you're going to do. If there's anybody here, Lord, without Christ, our prayer is always that they'll come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. But realizing, Lord, after pastoring for 40 years, that most of the people in the church are saved. I'm not negating or putting down the fact that it might be unsaved people here. We always end up with an invitation for folks to be saved. But Lord, my cause this morning is not only to see the unsaved saved, but see the saved people surrendered and serving. And guide me with the message, and I'll thank you for what you're going to do and the invitation that will be led by the preacher. And I'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want you to notice with me, please, in verse 1 and in verse 5, the simple phrase, the valley of vision, the valley of vision. The valley of vision is a seeming contradiction, for it seems to me that it would be the mountaintop of vision. Seems to me you see more from a mountaintop than you do from a valley. Back years ago, I have two sons lived down in the Greenville area, South Carolina. And down in uh, South Carolina, there's a place called Glassy, and there's a mountain in Glassy, and it's called Glassy Mountain, I guess. But we went up there and saw that. When you're up on top of a glassy mountain, you look down, you can see the city of Greenville down there. And uh, you're above the trees. There's no birds flying around up there. You're above all that. There's trees here by the, by, the, by the chapel they have built on the top of the mountain. But it's beautiful. You're looking down. Sometimes you're looking above the, down through the clouds. It's beautiful up there. And they have a chapel for folks if they want to get married at the glassy chapel there. They can go and rent the chapel and get married there and have a beautiful wedding and so forth. But as I stood there and uh, looked at all of that and experienced that, I realized nobody lived there. You You understand what I'm saying to you? Nobody lived up there. There were houses on the way up and houses on the way down. But on the top of the mountain, there's no houses there. There's just a chapel, beautiful chapel. But nobody lived there. And it was there, we were there in the summertime. We walked in, the door was open, uh, unlocked. We walked in, the air conditioning's running. There's nobody there. air conditioning's running all summer long. Imagine the heat's on all winter long. It's a beautiful chapel, and they use it for weddings, like I said. But nobody lived there, and nobody lived around there. And although the mountaintop chapel is beautiful... What do you see? You see tops top of the clouds sometimes. You see oh, uh, the woods, the forest down there, the tops of trees way down there. You see cars way, way down there, and, but nobody lived there. And although it's beautiful, that's not what the Christian life is. Everybody said, boy, I just want to be on the mountaintop all the time. No, not me. It's nice to visit. But people live down in the valley. Hearts are being broken down in the valley. Sin is taking place down in the valley. Troubles are taking place down in the valley. Churches that are down in the valley have doors to knock on, souls to win to Christ, tracks to pass out, ministries to have Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, special services and all that. But up on the mountaintop, oh, that's just for special occasions, you see. In the Christian life, it's not the mountain that gives you the greatest vision. It's the valley. Catch that thought. It's the valley. The valley of vision. Isaiah twenty two says. It's talking about Jerusalem in these passages of scripture here. A joyous city. Men are not slain with a sword, they were dead in battle. Other reasons for that. But it's a city surrounded by mountains. But when it says in verse 2, thou that art full of stirs, S-T-I-R-S, a tumultuous city. That stirs are crashing and loud clamor and crying and noise and shouting and stir. You ever heard somebody say, don't get all stirred up. That stir means that. And except for Moses on top of Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 19, he's there with God there are no other Old Testament appearances of the Lord to anybody while they were on the mountaintop. I challenge you to find it in your Bible. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 2, and Mark chapter 9, verse 12, the transfiguration of Jesus Christ before Peter, James, and John was, was seen is written down, recorded for us. But after Jesus had gone back to heaven, there are no New Testament appearances of Jesus to anybody on the mountaintop. The truth is, people saw Jesus in the valley. When I'm low in spirit, I cried, Lord, lift me up. I want to go higher with thee. But the Lord knows I can't live on the mountain. So he picked out a valley for me. He leads me beside still waters, somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside to be tested and tried, but in the valley he restoreth my soul. Stark as a dungeon, and the sun seldom shines, and I question. Lord, why must this be? But he tells me there is strength in my sorrow and there's victory in trials for me. He leads me beside still waters somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside to be tested and tried but in the valley he restoreth my soul. You know, it was in the valley where Paul saw the third heaven. Acts chapter fourteen, verse nineteen. He was is the Lystra stoning. Second Corinthians twelve, verses two through four. He saw and heard things that were not lawful for man to utter. In the valley, he saw all that. It was in the valley where he saw a vision of Christ. In Acts chapter 9. Take your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 9. I have so much up here. And I'm just, I'm just asking God to give me what. He'd have me give you today. But Acts chapter 9. Familiar verses. Okay. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter. Against the disciples of the Lord. Went into the high priest. And de- desired of him letters to Damascus. To the synagogues. That if he found any of this way. Christians. Whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who who, who art thou? Who, who, who art thou? Who art thou, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul rose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him unto Damascus, into Damascus. He saw no man because he was blinded from the brightness of the glory of Jesus Christ. And he was three days without sight, and neither did he eat or drink. And there was a certain disciple named, at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, Behold, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many that this man, how, of this man, how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said to him, go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight for with and rose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest, But Saul increased the more the strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. I want you to realize with me this morning that it was in the valley that Saul saw Jesus. It was in the valley that Saul realized what he was and who Jesus was. Saul fell on his face. Who art thou, Lord? He knew who Jesus was. It was in the valley later on where Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the throne of God to receive him into heaven after he was being stoned at Lystra in Acts chapter 6 and 7. It was in the valley of Shadrach. Uh, and I'm sorry, it was in the valley that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into the fiery furnace because they would not bow nor bend or, or worship the golden image in the plain of Dura. In Daniel chapter 6, the Son of God was seen with them in the burning, fiery furnace. It was in the valley of vision where John saw the revelation of Jesus Christ. John was exiled on Patmos, not on the mountaintop of experience and blessing. In that valley, he saw the Son of God He was given the letters to the seven churches of of the Word of God, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Laodicea, Philadelphia. He was given a picture of the rapture. He was given the picture of the marriage supper of the Lamb. He was given the judgment seat of Christ, the seven years of tribulation. He's given Jesus coming back to earth riding on a white horse. And folks, you see, this is all in the valley of vision. where John got all this revelation from God. And we need to realize as Christians this morning, our whole goal is retirement. Our whole goal is things. Our whole goal is bigger cars and more money and nicer suits. But folks, we got to realize something. It's not the things we ought to desire. It's the souls of people for whom Christ died. He left us here to win. the valley of vision. Oh, Mount, I was best busy from the Mount, no, wait a minute, down in the valley. All those things I've given you right here, people got those things in, in the valley times of their life. How you feeling? Oh, it's okay if I, well, I'm just kind of down in, the, down in the valley, kind of down in the mouth a little bit. It was in the valley of vision where Isaiah saw the Lord high and holy, lifted up. His train filled the temple. When Isaiah saw that, that, he said, Woe was me, for I am undone. It was in the valley of vision where Jacob saw the ladder at Bethel and where he wrestled with God and had his name changed to Israel. Genesis 32 it was in the valley of vision where Moses, being alone for 40 years, saw the burning bush and heard God speak and received God's call for his life of leadership in Exodus chapter three. It was in the valley of vision where Joshua saw the captain of the Lord's host, in Joshua chapter five, verses 13 to 15, as he approached Jericho. It was in the valley of vision where John Bunyan wrote "Pilgrim's Progress where John Newton wrote Amazing Grace, where Fanny Crosby wrote Blessed Assurance. I say all this to you this morning, church, to make you you as well as myself take a good look. Take a good look. Not at the mountaintop, but take a good look at the valley because, folks, there's other people in the valley. There's other preachers in the valley preacher. There's other Sunday school teachers in the valley Sunday school teachers. There's other people that once had a song in their heart, now cannot hardly sing, choir members. They're living down in the valley. And You know, it was not on the Mount of Transfiguration where the victory was won. But when they came down off the mount... You see, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus simply showed Peter, James, and John his true person, his glory. But Jesus was always God. Always always was God. Always has been God. Okay? Jesus was trying to show them something. It wasn't until when they came down off the mountain that in the valley of vision, a man's son, possessed with a demon, was healed. Peter, James, and John, oh, let's build three tabernacles. Let's build three. One for you. Uh, one for, you know, let's, no, no, Jesus, no, no, that's not, that's not no, the God, the Father says, hey, this is my beloved son. No, no. The Father said, that's Matthew 17, 15, while Peter Yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Folks, I want to tell King uh, uh, Open Bible Baptist Church this morning that it's in the valley. Victories are won. Huh? It's in the valley. It's not on the mountaintop. By the way, let me just let me just throw this in here for a second. Mountaintops get us in trouble you want to know why because the average person, the average Christian cannot handle success you know what I said people get promotions, people get, people get wealth now, I'm not against all that, people get all, the, all that going on and all of a sudden uh, they got get, get, you know people get big heads with power just a simple little illustration, I don't know who it is but when we, when we go to our home, we go down uh, 45, heading towards Mullica Hill, out of Woodbury. We come down to where Wolford Station Road is. Go right to go to Kings Highway. Where Wolford Station Road is, there's a library in the corner. That road, comes, Wolford Road comes in and butts into 45. There's no road coming that way. There's just, just 45 and this road. When you're going down 45, I want to turn right on forty on Wolfer State Road to go home. I live over there. Okay, there's no traffic this way. Highway this way. People waiting at the light, for their light. And you can't turn right on there to go right. I get so aggravated with that. I'm pulling up. They're waiting at a red light. This traffic is going. And I can't turn right on a... On a why is that? Somebody got a little power and so I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to make those people wait that light. You know what I'm talking about? And the sad part, about, the real sad part about it is I hit that light all the time. <laughs> uh, then the more I think about it, I think, well, maybe the Lord's doing that for me to give me patience. I see him, I hit that light all... And, and, there's, and uh, you get there, if the light is red and the, these cars have already gone and there's nobody in this, I'm sitting there, there's nobody... I could. But the police station's just down there about a quarter mile, okay? But I'm sitting there and I'm saying, there, there's nobody, nobody here. What I'm, I'm saying all that to say this. The reason we get in so much trouble sometimes is because we can't handle power. We can't handle popularity. We can't handle success. We can't handle the raises because we, we think we're better than somebody else. We're going to do something. We're going to just make people uncomfortable because, well, do what I say. And God has a good way to keep us humble, doesn't he? And God has a good way to keep me, <laughs> keep my mouth shut. My wife's in the car. I say, here we go again. She says, don't do that. Don't do that. I get so aggravated that light. Patience, brother. Huh? Patience. Yeah, well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I believe what you're saying. Okay. But all I'm saying is, my, my point was this. When people get a little bit of authority, then they want to push their authority. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'll stop at that light and all that, and I'll probably still get a little aggravated. But the pop, bottom, bottom line is, somebody did that. There's another road that you go down, and, and there's no houses on that road, and the speed limit's 35. 35, you're trying to get up to 295, 35 mile an hour, there's no houses on there. I drive a Baptist minister's wheels. You know, BMW. Ever tried to drive a BMW down the road 35 miles an hour when nobody's around? No. But God keeps us humble, doesn't he? By the way, I drive an old one. Okay. Valley of Vision. Peter, oh, let's build three tabernacles. One for thee, one for Moses, one for Elias. But God said, hey, no, 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 no. This is my son. Listen to him. Hear ye him. It's in the valley where victories are won. It's in the valleys where Jesus can work the best. I say to you, church, this morning, church, come out of your ivory palaces. There are people who need your help. Preachers, come out of your high horses, come off your high horses people need your help I like pastor schools I've been to pastor schools I've been to Sew Clinic down in uh, Longview Texas I've been out to uh, Doug Fisher's place out in San Diego area uh, I go to meetings I like to go to meetings but folks all those meetings are nice and a lot of decisions are made at meetings like that but folks you're not fighting a battle at that meeting you're fighting the battle after you get out of there so it Bible colleges, Christian schools. They're all wonderful. But to the fire, the fire at Satan is something you're going to find in your time alone with God. Your devotion to the Lord. You're begging God to realize something, folks. Listen, I realize this. Sometimes I might put an air out that I shouldn't be doing that. I don't mean to. But, folks, if anybody, I, don't, I still don't know why I'm in the ministry. For for a simple fact, I've said this so much, sometimes people think I'm I'm just, but I'm very serious. I don't even know why in the world he'd save my soul. Let alone call me in the ministry after he did. Huh? I don't don't understand that. Because you don't know the real Jim Fish. My biggest enemy is not the devil. My biggest enemy wasn't my mother-in-law. My biggest enemy is me. By the way, my mother-in-law is in heaven. That's why, you know, she's, she's in heaven. But my biggest enemy is me. And I don't stand up here on people. They, boy, oh, Jim Fitzgerald. Oh, no, shoot, I'm just a, I'm that one going through the valley. Huh? How about you? Going through the valley? In the valley of vision, you knock on doors. You go soul winning. You visit the hospitals. You witness on the street corner. You visit the nursing home. You visit the incarcerated people in the jails. You go from the ghetto to the gates, from house to house. You get your vision. You get your victories in the valley of vision. So I'm saying to Christians, Christians, come down to must Jesus bear the cross alone. Come down to we have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saved. Come down to alas and did my Savior bleed. Come down to at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. The burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. Now I'm happy all the day. Come down to what a friend we have in Jesus. Come down to a song that we sing at the. We still have. I still, although I'm not pastoring, I still do some uh, assisted living facility and nursing home ministries, and get those people in there. I tell them every time I come in there. The older I get, the younger you're looking. And uh, but you ought to see all those people in there, all being in, led in wheelchair down at Southgate, They're all wheeled in there. You know what they like to sing. 70s, 80s, 90s, 95 years old, you know what they like to sing? Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, Jesus loves me. And my wife teaches them that song. And they sing that song. Do you think they mean it? you think they're just wasting time? They really mean it. Why? Because they've been on the mountaintop Now they're in the valley. They've been been able to do all the things they want to do before. But you get in there, you can't do what you did before. And they find out that Jesus loves them. They have liberty in Christ Jesus. They trust Christ. All of a sudden, the highlight of their week is when we go in there and sing, Jesus loves me and give them the word of God. All the other things, they look forward We get in there, they're already waiting for us. If we're late, they're they're waiting for us. All I'm saying is, Christian, churches, we need to cut off our false Bibles, our vain repetitions, our lost traditions, our self-glorification, our self-righteousness, our intellectualism, our holy days, holy waters, and holy cows and just get a vision to serve the Lord. Read your Bible and you'll find out there's a blind Bartimaeus in the valley who needs to see Jesus. You'll find out there's a fallen woman that needs to see and feel the touch of Jesus. There's another Mary Magdalene in some place with seven devils who needs to be set free. There's a Rahab who needs to hear Jesus who can cleanse up her life. There's a Martha and Mary who needs to be reminded that their brother or sister will rise again. There's an Ethiopian eunuch reading a Bible who needs to explain so that with understanding he can be saved and be baptized. There's a Paul who needs a Barnabas. There's a pastor who needs you. Go to your transfiguration mountain, Peter. James, John, yeah, go up there. But when you come down, that's where the people are. That's where the battles are being fought. And that's where the victory can be won. Don't fight the guy in the valley who's trying to help people who have fallen. Get in the valley where you can see what's going on. Turn your vision into visitation. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. Preacher, we love you. We thank God for you, for your heritage. We thank God for your church. I don't want to say anything I shouldn't say, but I know one thing. For quite a while, you've been in the valley. But you're never alone down there. Mountaintop, no birds flying around singing. Down that valley, down in Troubles? Listen. You can still hear the birds. Huh? People care. People share. People pray. They're praying for you. I pray for you every day. I was going to say, how did, that, how did that come out of your dad? But I don't know, but he did a good job. I love, George. I love George Sr., okay? I call him George Sr. I don't know if he's the fifth or fourth. or What are you? George what? You're the fourth? I'd change your name to George the first. Okay, let your dad be the second or your dad's the third. Uh, I wouldn't be the third for anybody. paulsburg got this, the second Baptist church. I want him to have the second Baptist church. You know, the first Baptist church. I'm just kidding you, but love you. Folks, your preacher's been in the valley. But I'll tell you something. I know this is a fact. So have you. When your pastor's hurting, you're hurting. I was in the Holy Lands with my pastor. No, not Costa Rica with my pastor. And we had such a good time when we got back. His wife, my wife, we were, we were there. While, and we, he, he came back to Michigan. I came back to New Jersey. And he called up the other preachers from his church, a couple of guys down in Florida and different places. They went back down to Costa Rica again. Because he had such a good time with my wife and I, and we just enjoyed the fellowship and preaching together and so forth. And, and he just when he got back, he just wanted the other preachers from his church that are pastoring stuff to go. And, and so we, they went. Only thing is, when they got there, he drowned. They went over, they went swimming in the Pacific Ocean and a riptide, a big wave came in, caused a riptide, took my pass on, and he drowned. It's the hardest thing I've ever faced in my life. It took almost two weeks to get the body out of the country. Then when they had the funeral up in Michigan, it took days people going through there because Dr. Van was at Dixie Baptist Church, Dixie Highway in Clarkston, Michigan. Very great preacher well-known and so forth. But you talk about hurting and pain. But you know what? That was back in 1992, February the 28th of 1992. He drowned. You go back to go back to Dixie Highway in Clarkston, Michigan. Although a lot of that area looks like a war zone because all all, all of the automobile industry is kind of gone kaput here recently, the last few years, Dixie Highway's still standing there. And his son Todd Vanneman, he and I were ordained together, but he used to be one of my young people when I was at Dixie. Uh, but he, Todd Vaneman's still there. His wife's still there. A lot of his family on staff because his daughter he had five daughters. How many daughters, dear? Five daughters, and they're all married. You know, and they're in, they're in part of the, and the ministry's still going on. When Dr. Vanaman drowned, I mean, it was awful, awful. Now what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? My feelings. It's almost like God said to me, "Okay, Jim, I'm up here. Now you can call me." And God filled that void with more of Himself. And God made me realize. The songwriter is so true. Christ is all I need. All all I need. That's all you need, preacher. Oh, we love our folks. We love our families. We love our church. Yeah. But people let you down. Family members let you down. But Jesus never let you down. Okay. The valley of vision. When I read that, I thought, valley of vision Visions, I'm uh, looking on the mountaintop. No, 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 no. Get your vision down in the valley. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. He's still there. He still, he still says, call upon me. I will answer thee. Show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. The Lord loves you. He died for you. He's your savior if you've trusted him. But he's still the head of this church. Amen? Amen. And I'll tell you what. Mrs. Fish and I have been so impressed over the few months we've been coming here and preach, I preach, she listens. <laughs> uh, but over the few months we've been coming here, I'm so impressed to see the great crowd and to hear the lessons being taught in Sunday school and see the great, uh, uh, just, just the great mood and people here uh, that are worshiping the Lord. The choir singing. Ah, it's wonderful. Praise the Lord, that's what it's all about. But it comes because somewhere, somebody had been in the valley and saw the Lord work in his life. And now they're taking that same burden that they had and trying to help people that have burdens also. Stick with your preacher as he sticks with Jesus. And you watch what God's going. God's not through with open Bible. God's not through with you, preacher. By the way, if you ever quit you're going to face me. I'm going to save your dad some trouble. <laughs> okay? You be faithful. Amen? amen? I didn't hear you. Amen. Hey, louder. Okay, amen. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Listen, folks, I love your church. I love your preacher. I love you folks. Follow your preacher as he follows Jesus. Okay? When you get in the valley, that's no place to moan and groan. Oh, man, everything's wrong. Nothing. No, I- Meet Jesus there. Even though it's the valley of the shadow of death. Huh? Preacher, turn over to you right now.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.